the rough ways made smooth. One of the most beautiful but toughest drives in Arizona is on the I-17 between Phoenix and Flagstaff, right? There can be, as we know, there can be accidents that stop the flow of traffic for, for hours. You may know there's a plan starting next year in 2022 to widen the I-17 from Anthem up to Sunset Point. It's gonna take over three years. It's going to cost somewhere between 300 and 450 million, basically half a billion dollars to be able to do this. And it's a huge undertaking that has been needed for years, right? but perhaps put off for years because it's, it's so much work and it's just easier to just hope that things will turn out, turn out okay. But now there's people willing to work on it. It's also gonna disrupt things, right? You got these, just imagine these big earth movers and bulldozers and trucks and it's gonna be a huge headache. But, but isn't it already a huge headache? I mean, most of the time you can go back and forth, especially like me, real late at night, and there's, it's not a big deal. But every now and then, it kind of rears its head, and it causes a lot of really big problems. And so it's going to take courage and a lot of cooperation to face something this big, but it will be worth it. John the Baptist goes throughout the region of the Jordan today proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And he quotes the prophet Isaiah, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding road shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth. And all flesh shall see the salvation of God. In the fuller quote, when you go to Isaiah chapter 40, it says, make straight in the wasteland a highway for our God. Does God need a highway? Does God need a highway to come to us? No. God, God is already with us. But making the rough way smooth actually allows God's grace to flow to us more easily. Almost as if this, this big undertaking, this project, I just... When, when they like repaved Beaver Street and I live right there, I was like, oh my gosh, like how much work is it to move earth? Into, it's like, it's a ton of work and it's easier just to ignore it. But what happens is at the end of it, it's like, wow, it's so much smoother. Like imagine the I-17 and if it's God's path, it's like these trucks of God's grace can now flow to us more easily. God can work through anything. But by us cooperating and opening up, opening up these channels and these paths, by doing some hard work, it, it allows his grace to flow so much easier. And so what does God do? God, the master builder, invites you and I gently. He, he gently invites us into his work with him. What does it feel like? It feels like this, for example. Your classes didn't go so well this semester. Do you want to look at that? You, you didn't pray this past week. 
Do you want to look at that? Your relationship with your girlfriend or boyfriend, it's not sexually pure. Do you want to look at that? You're not looking forward to going home for break because of issues with your family. Want to look at that? Every one of those is a thing that is, it's very subtle, and most of the time we want to just ignore it. You say, you know what, I'm just going to tune out and, and medicate with something else. And most of the time it's not really a headache. But is it causing problems? And so God, so gently, God who's always inviting us, God who's, who's working like St. Paul says today, that the one who began a good work in you will, will continue to complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. That he, God is always working on us, but he's inviting us to do the work with him. Do, do I really want a better relationship with God? And God says, well, we, we can do that, but are you ready to do some work? You, you want a better relationship with the person you're dating? Like, okay, but we're going to have to face some hard things. You want a better relationship with your family? Life is better when you have that, but it's going to mean having, looking at some difficult things, first and foremost with God, but maybe some other things will flow from that. But, but God, because he loves us, invites us into that work. That there's no such, like, you know, in, in, as Catholics, we don't believe in cheap grace. Like God just says, and, and you're good. I mean, some people think it's that way. Like, you can go to confession and just be forgiven of your lies. I was like, yeah, it's great, but it doesn't make you suddenly not a liar. Yeah, God can forgive the sins between you and your boyfriend and girlfriend, but it doesn't make you suddenly want to live chastely or purely there. That work, that, that's, that's the real work. But when that work happens and, and that change happens deeper within us, it just it heals. It opens us up to that life of grace that God wants to pour into us. So that was interesting. St. Paul continues today. He says this phrase, and this is my prayer, that your love may increase ever more and more in knowledge and every kind of perception to discern what is of value so that you may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. So God, God wants to increase our awareness. And sometimes we'd, we'd rather just put our heads in the sand and pretend like there's no issue. I, and, and, you know, we, we don't want to be wearing our issues on our sleeves. I mean, some of us do it just because of who we are, you know. But, but like, I remember, so this past Monday at sacrament preparation, at the end of class, we were talking about Mary. So I said, let's pray a decade of the rosary. I said, you know, before we do this, let's just go around and everybody just mention something you want to pray for. And, and every single person mentioned someone who had died, somebody who was really sick, and actually some really big things. And, and I was struck, as we, as we took that to prayer, I was struck, like, I was not aware that all this was going on. The truth is, this was always going on. Maybe we, I wasn't aware, maybe other people weren't aware either. But there's an invitation there to have the courage to kind of bring that to light and, and to bring it to prayer and, and to talk about it. And so I, I think, for me, 
Awareness is always a grace. And then I have the invitation to do something with that awareness. So first, it, it's, it's, there's little and big things. So this morning, I go into the freezer drawer, and it just like falls out. And I was like, oops, <laughs> wasn't planning on that today. Uh, so then Father Will walks by, I go, hey. Um, so I have a choice. Now that I'm aware of this, will I do something with it? And, and you know when you're in like a, a house with a family, and there's an issue, and you're like, let me just... Let me just close this, and I'll just move on, and... Oh, what happened? So we have... But doesn't that happen in little ways all the time? And so we have, a, we have a choice. What do I... Now that I'm aware, will I do something with it? And so I was like... Father Will walked by, I was like, hey, hey. He's like, I'm in a hurry. I was like, I just want to make you aware that... And, and, and he said, oh, I already know. I was like, okay. <laughs> My work here is done, you know, like... <laughs> But, but even that little thing, I, I questioned whether I was going to say something, whether I was even going to bring it to light and deal with it or just ignore it. But here's, here's a bigger example. This happened to me recently, within the last few weeks. I was reading a book on codependency. Now, my spiritual director recommended it back in July, and so I was just, you know, finishing it up now. Because, yeah. And so in the back of the book, there's a list, there's a bunch of checklists. And it says, here's some different support groups for people who have different issues. So I'm just, you know, read the book. Okay, let's just keep reading the book. And I come to one, you know, I'm reading through the checklist, and I come to one checklist, and it's like, if you have an issue with this, and I was like, oh, that could be me. Okay. Uh, or if this, and I was like, no. Or this, yeah. Or this, yeah. Or this. And I put the book down. And I was like, wait a minute. Are you saying that I have some issues and that I actually need to look at this? And so this week, when I, I talked to my spiritual director again, um, he lives in Florida, so we talk on the phone, and, and I said, hey, I was just doing this thing, and I just noticed, and all these things just kind of resonated, like issues that I have. And, and in our conversation, it almost just like opened up a new room in my soul and in my life where I felt the Lord inviting me to go so that he can bring more healing. Yeah, it's, it's issues with my family and from growing up, and I'm like, I don't even, I don't understand the cause, but I'm feeling and living the effects. And, and I just felt the Lord just say, I... I want to bring healing to that area of your life now. And that what I know is, I'm like, I, this is going to be some uncomfortable stuff, but I know that the Lord will be with me every step of the way, offering healing, grace, and peace. I didn't go looking for this. I'm, I'm, I'm 43 years old, and I, I, all of a sudden, this big thing just went boom. Hey, by the way, you've got these issues. It's like, What? But I praised the Lord that I didn't know what to do with it, so what did I do? I brought it to a mentor. I brought it to my spiritual director. And, and I feel the Lord just inviting me to say, he's like, I want to do this deep work that's going to be dusty and take a while and not be pleasant. But it's going to be better. And so for you and I, the road to heaven, it takes cooperation. It takes courage. It, it takes wanting to live in reality. We have to be choosing whether we want to face things and, and to 
and to face them head on with the Lord. I, it's, it's not easy, but it's, it's worth it. I, it's kind of a silly example. I, um, this is really silly. I was watching um, recently in that priest house, somebody wanted to watch this movie, Pumping Iron with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, I do not recommend it. Um, it was pretty discouraging, but there's a part of it. Well, discouraging, well, anyway, I don't need to tell you. Yeah, so. Um, well, at one point, Arnold's sitting there and he's talking, and he's on his way. The movie's about he's going to try to win Mr. Olympia for the sixth time in a row. And he says, and they, and they say, what makes you different from other people? And he says, there's a moment that happens when you're lifting weights. And the moment is, you think you're going to break. He says, and what people don't realize is that you can actually push through it, but you have to be willing to break. Like if I, if I push this, I, my body might give out and something might break. He says, you have to be willing to break and to allow yourself to be pushed further than you've ever been pushed in order to get where you've never been before. And that resonated with me in so many ways, but especially the spiritual life, especially in our own human formation and growth. I think the Lord is always inviting us, hey, do you want to look at this? Hey, do you really want to work on this? Do you really want more happiness? And you and I, we have a choice. Am I willing to, to face that? Or do I just want to take the easy way and be okay with where I'm at, with my limited level of happiness? That, that the, and where I am afraid to break, Jesus is not. Did you notice at the beginning of the gospel, there was a litany of names? Some of them, this is the only time we hear them in scripture, but other names should be familiar. Pontius Pilate, Herod, Annas and Caiaphas, the high priests. These are people who are introduced to us now at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, but as a foreshadowing that they will be with, him, be with us, be with Jesus at the end of his ministry, at the cross. That Jesus' life is oriented to the cross. That this journey that Jesus chooses to embark upon is a difficult road. It's a road, road that has suffering and brokenness. But Jesus shows us that he's willing to do it. That he's willing to enter into the depths of human brokenness and sin. That he's not afraid of it. But he's the one who's actually strong enough to face it and handle it. And you and I, on our own, we can't do it. If I'm trying to fix myself or just work harder, it doesn't work. But if I can open the door and let the Lord in to follow his prompting, don't go digging ourselves, that's a bad principle in the spiritual life. But as things are gently brought to us, that I simply bring it back to him and say, all right, Lord, you revealed this. You gave me this perception. Show me what's next. Help me by your grace. And the Lord is the one who will walk with us every step of the way, molding us, working through, working through the people, the very people who have been with us in our lives or sometimes the very means that God is using to form us. 
to mold us where the mountains are made low and the valleys are raised up and our lives and our souls are, are healed and the rough edges are smoothed out, where that then opens us up to allow God's grace to continue to flow into our lives in smoother and better ways. Jesus invites us and he promises us that he will be with us every step of the way as he brings this work to completion and that it's worth it.